anyway, they Destro stumbles onto the the downed plane that they're after, and there's a message uh, on the computer from this dude, Alec Peter Gilmore. The late Alec Peter Gilmore, yeah, I presume. And, and he he takes his own life. Yeah, so... Or he has taken his own life. It was more kind of stuff that they wanted. It was like the Omega classification, uh, whatever it was, and they uh, Destro... <clears throat> excuse me. Destro wanted it, so he goes to try and, you know, get it, Unfortunately, the disc was everything was destroyed. He, the pilot was killed, and then he killed himself so that n- no no one would ever get the information because it was he was the only one that knew about that information. So, yeah. and then last page, they're all just laughing at, with each other, and then ha ha ha, real sinister. Then Flint clocks him right on the head with the shotgun. A Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas, yeah, lovely Brutal. stuff. Yeah, what did I give this? It's kind of more Robert Smith art, so it's got that again. That yeah, that Robert Smith vibe going on with so. I gave that okay with so many wobbly lines. It's remarkable. Whoa! It's an action force pop quiz. Pop quiz. It's an action force pop quiz. Pop quiz. Question one. I've got a tack page here, which um, I forgot that stands for something. Tactical. Tactical arms compendium. Yeah, that's what that's what I said. Um, Code name iceberg. File name. Iceberg's file name. You do you have these issues in front of you? No. Okay. Iceberg's file name. No, I, d- I can't remember it. Uh, Clint Clifton L. Nash. Clifton L. Nash. I did know that. Primary military specialty. It's going to be winter operations. Uh, is I that what you're going winter with? Winter op- operations. It's. I think winter operations is like secondary. Okay. What's what's? Uh, secondary is. Cold weather survival instructor. Oh yeah. Okay. So like they're all infantry usually. Uh, primary military specialty infantry. Yeah. Place of birth. Want to give a hit on that? Yeah. It, it's in it's in the states. I think it's Texas. It but is I don't Texas. Know where. Brownsville. Yeah, that's it. Because like because he hates he hates cold weather. No. Like, or he loves cold weather, but he's in Texas. I can't remember which if one. There's it one is. thing Iceberg hates. It's hot weather. Hot weather. That's it. okay. Yeah. yeah. But um, fair shout. I think you did okay there. Thanks. Um, rest of the issue is taken up by Gunboat. Let's move on to issue nine. Sixty pin. Sixty pin. Sixty pence of your hard-earned money. Ice spy with my little eye, and it's cover girl uh, on the front, scantily clad, in front of a big diamond, holding a massive gun. Yep. The diamond's not holding the gun. She is. <laughs> um, yeah. This story is called Diamond Lies, written by Simon Furman. Pencils by Robin Smith. Yes, again, got that Robin Smith vibe. Yep. This one I really like because it introduces a character that, again, we don't see again. You know, it's a one one hit wonder, and that's Weapon Smith. And he's basically created this gun or this laser, this high powered laser powered by diamonds, which is hilarious. There's there's one panel of him holding it, and it's just rammed with diamonds at the top. Yeah, with the snake on the snake head thing. Yeah, it's Amazing. wicked. So what I want to say about this is I just went to CoilCon recently. Yep. And at CoilCon they had a 12-inch exclusive custom figure that they did, you know, did lots of them and then they sell them as as, you know, show exclusives. And it was the 12-inch Weaponsmith. He had a new oh, wow. they had a coat custom made, trousers custom made, and a shirt with the CoilCon logo on it underneath. It's beautiful. Uh, I'll, I'll you know sort pictures out and stuff like that. Um, they also got Raging Spoon to cast an original Stone Killer, twelve inch scale, and it is absolutely perfect. It's 
beautiful. It's even got the sparkly diamond things inside the mouth of the snake. It's brilliant. So, yeah, they went all out for that, and it is brilliant. So, uh, that I've, again, like this... This story's oh, it's all right. It's fun. It's like a you know again like quite action packed. A little bit longer than some of the other issues. It's another one of these ones where it felt very U.S. superhero-y kind of thing. Yeah. The bad guys, obviously Cobra, but you feel like it's a little sex. This is what um, I kind of liked from the Action Force Weekly, whereas Cobra was you know the main threat, but there were side pockets of yes, Cobra yes. doing stuff. And here it feels like this is another one of those weaponsmith with his kind of. Probable, probable own band of Crimson Guard. Uh, they're doing diamond heists because they need the diamonds to power his new weapons he's cooking up. And he's a big fella, isn't he? Yeah. Built. Yeah. So yeah, and obviously like Courtney Krieger, aka Cover Girl, she is undercover as a you know as a model. That was her previous job, and she even moans about. It. She says, I, "I thought I was done with all this crap, and you know now they've got me out here doing this." And effectively, she's bait. She gets captured because she's got the biggest diamond in the world. She's wearing the biggest diamond in the world as like a, you know, like a publicity stunt, but also to to lure them in. Uh, that that's exactly what happens. She's captured. She thinks her cover is still intact, but he knows exactly who she is. They end up at a windmill, and she's kind of like tied up. And they the the Joes have been trying to kind of like have been chasing their tail pretty much the whole time, and yeah. they've and these the Cobra guys have been ahead of them every step of the way. And you know they're they're gonna kind of like again lure Action Force in to save Covergirl, who's like tied up, very damsel in distress crap. Yeah, because they got a, um, there's a tracking device in her necklace, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. And he realizes that obviously. And when they get there, he's got the Stone Killer, and he you know nearly kills everyone, but doesn't. Uh, takes them out, you know, kind of keeps them at bay. Flint is like, you know, absolutely. F- He's got his knife out, but like most of his clothes have been burnt off. Yeah. And uh, he say he kind of unties Covergirl, and they get out of the windmill as it kind of blows up, or you know, a part of it blows up. Oh no, I tell a lie. That's not blowing up. It's on fire. But yeah. then, yeah, this weapon is not actually doing much. Well, it is blowing stuff up, but it's uh... yeah. And so he shoots at them, nearly takes them out. Flint in- instructs Wild Bill to fly in close and try and take him out, and that gives him like a, a moment to run out. Uh, grab him he drops stone killer on the ground off the top of the windmill they're having a fight on top flint gets away by grabbing onto the ladder of the uh, dragonfly and flies off and then weaponsmith's there like standing alone on top of the windmill and he looks down and Covergirl's got stone killer and just goes basically blast that mother to kingdom come seems to work to me there for damn literally for damns him into kingdom come yeah 5.5 i gave that one diamonds are a girl's best friend yeah just I don't know, felt a little bit, bit cheesy, but I don't know. Yeah, there is. Um, but again, like I, I think I like it for other reasons, and one of the reasons being Weaponsmith, Stone Killer, and the fact they've made that as a custom figure now is brilliant. And then to tail off this issue, I've got Cut and Run from the Weekly, which is amazing. Go check out that story. Uh, it's all there on Blood for the Baron. Uh, we covered that in our in our first collaborative special, so that's a great story. Um, yep. Issue 10 on the front cover, we've got Snake Eyes in the middle, flanked by Beachhead and Sci-Fi. Bit cartoony. Bit it reminds me of cartoony. Turtles. It looks like the Teenage Mutant yeah. Ninja Turtles Great Adventures shout. cover. Good yeah. shout. Good shout there. Three of a kind. And we have got the first story in here is Blood Brothers. Ian Rimmer on script, Stuart Johnson on the pencils. This is a little short five, six pager, uh, five pager. And this is yeah. another one of those ones where I it concludes... 
and you think okay maybe these kind of subplots are going to get picked up elsewhere because it's, he's the surviving brother of a crimson guard kind of gets turned over to cobra by the end of it by the the crimson twins yeah so it's a quick and easy kind of thing like this 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 guy goes into the bank one day works uh at the bank and it, it lo and behold he's actually a crimson guard and he's actually gonna rob the bank for cobra and then just get out kill you know sort everyone out and leave um, but quick, it, quick apologies um i gave i said i gave that last story 5.5 i actually gave it 6.5 i was looking at the score for this story which is a 5.5. Yeah, 5.5, okay. Spoiler alert. Um, it, yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's quick, forgettable kind of thing. But um, so, yeah, he goes to rob the bank. He, he realises Hogan is still in there, the security guard, and he gets out, tries to shoot him, doesn't, doesn't succeed, and Action Force are in place. And, you know, it's like... Well, actually, it's, it's, it's quite a weird one because all of a sudden Action Force are just there or Beachhead's just driving past and, and sees it happen in an awe striker so it's all like the the worst possible scenario for this crimson guard has just happened uh, across the board so anyway and he gets ambushed at the top of the, the top of the building beachhead by the crimson twins well yeah they find they find this guy obviously goes back and retreats into the bank he's taking hostages um they find out that he's got a brother uh, the brother comes in and and they're talking to the action force guys and he's kind of saying i i, I kind of i can believe it i can believe he's a crimson guard honestly um and yada 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 but he says he thinks he can talk him out of it and they and the and action force go okay well we'll do that beachhead's like in a sniper position there's the crimson twins are, are kind of lurking walking up behind him and then you see them coming out and the crimson guard has given up his brother's given up and they're walking out together and obviously zamot or tomax have uh taken control of the gun they shoot him dead and his brother yep. is sits sees like this crimson guard die and Hawk's saying, oh my god, Beachhead, you know, what are you doing? He'd given up, damn it, and all this kind of stuff. And you can see, I, I do Look love face. the face. Yeah. It's like, it's like a, but it looks like Beavis or Butthead. I can't remember which one he looks like. Remember Beavis? Yeah. It looks a bit Beavis-like there. Yeah. Um, but he's like, he's like, it's in a mixture of anger and he's in the middle of crying. And there's it's a chalk amazing. outline in the next one. I love that as yeah. well. He's dabbing. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. actually dabbing yeah. in that. I love how it is mimicking the pose on the other panel. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Same it's brilliant. Face down. Brilliant. Yeah. So yeah, and then obviously the last panel is Zaymon Tomax coming around saying, "Hey, we saw what happened. We think we know how to get back at them." And you can see he's like, "I'm, I'm interested to come in." So the brother is is being turned to Cobra because of of this plot to you know defame Action Force here and Beachhead. Yeah. Yep. Um, like I said, five point five for that one. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's an action force pop quiz, pop quiz. It's an action force pop quiz, pop quiz. Question two. I've got another intelligence profile. So the first one was an attack page with iceberg. It was obviously an intelligence profile. Code right. names: Tomax and Zamot. File name: uh, They don't have a file name. Correct. Classified. Yes. Uh, specialty. They've got one, two, the second one has got brackets, yeah, I three, remember this one. four, five specialties. Okay, I know that one of them was like law. It's like kind of one of the different Corporate law. law. Yeah, that's it. And then the other ones are in, like, the other ones are kind of like, all, all the ones you expect, like espionage is one, I'm sure. Uh, espionage, yes, and this one has brackets, military and industrial. Other than that, I'm guessing sabotage. Uh, sabotage, correct. And I don't know the other ones. Propaganda. Oh, nice one. And infiltration. I never would have, 
Yeah, I wouldn't have got those two. Place of birth. Oh, uh, it's like it, oh, it's not Italy, but it's like one of the well, it's like islands, isn't it? Like Sicily or something. Well, it says Corsica or Sicily. Choose. Yeah, you oh, choose. right. Cool. Got one of them. Yeah. And right. Okay. Moving to the next story. Bats out of hell. Ian Rimmer script. John Marshall on pencils. This is to do with something about London Bridge and the bats and bombs and sci-fi has to do something. It's not good. I I, again. I like this. I don't know why you. I don't know what. Are you in a bad mood? I I don't understand. I I don't get it. Like I I don't I, I. I, I don't I don't find any of this is as offensive as you do and right. I don't know what it what it is about it that you find so bad well, like let's let's let the listeners <laughs> and the viewers uh, tell us who is who is more correct there you go I'm waiting for the listeners to tell us yeah tell us now in fact we we're, we're going to have to wait because this is not coming out for another 8 days because um, we are in the past or the future or the present, as always. So the bats, the bats are basically protecting a, a bomb that's going to take out the bridge unless uh, prisoners from Cobra are released. Yep. And Action Force are on the scene. Obviously, they can't do anything about it. If they try and approach, they're going to blow. It's going to blow the bridge. If they try and destroy the bats, it's going to blow the bridge. So, like, you can't do anything. So the bats are like uh, connected with these wires, and they're around this van that obviously got a, a bomb in it. And uh, they have to call in Sci-Fi, who's on a different mission elsewhere. So they they fly him in, but they they, they keep complaining because they that he work, he moves at a snail's pace, and it's basically he's like he's more about you know being careful than he is about rushing. Yeah, that's the gimmick of this story. The gimmick of this story is he is a slow, slow individual, and everyone else around him is rushing tr- around being. They're fast. trying to rush him to get in there, so they rush him to the airport. They're, Ace is trying to get him in the Sky Striker fast, and he's moaning at him, and they're having a, uh, and then he falls asleep in the Sky Striker when he says you should be like, yeah. you know, uh, like ready to go and all this kind of stuff. And then uh, he gets in the Dragonfly, and and while Bill's like, you know, come on, mate, you know, you should, you, you know, we've got to get this stuff sorted out. And he's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't rush this stuff. Like I have to take my time with it. It's a laser. Like if I, if I'm if I'm you know da- if I'm dangerous, I move around with it too fast, then it's useless so uh, and dangerous so he finally gets to where he needs to be while bill lowers him down onto a roof of a, ch- a church near like in, from a distance kind of thing nearby i suppose and then sci-fi then has to take out these uh, wires one by one so that the because they're also i think the bats are also detonators i think they say don't they yeah yeah the bats are detonators so this time is going off and they've only got a few seconds left and he's he shoots the first two cables, but he has to kind of like cut through them. He do, he can't just fire and shoot and take it out. He just has to cut through them. And then the last cable, the the bat has moved in in his like he can't see because the bat's moved, and he can't get at it. But where the cables like intertwined close to the van, he has to make a decision on which one to shoot, and he gets the right one at the last second. And he's like walking off, going like, yeah, it's easy, whatever, and. Uh, Hawks like apologizing to him for losing his call or whatever. Yeah, I'm I like, think I think that's one of the. Th- I think we're getting to the crux of some of why I'm not into these. Is the characterization of the characters just felt a lot off a lot of the time. Like okay. Hawk is just shouting at him. You got thirty seconds to find it again, or I'm going to come up there and fry you with your own laser. Just yeah. didn't doesn't feel like something Hawk would say. And again, I came to these obviously after I had a pre-described notion of what Hawk should be and what he's doing whereas 
maybe you came into these and that was your version of Hawk. Yeah, my my version of Hawk is like it's, it's whatever I'm given. Right. You know, it's like the cartoon, it's the comic, it's whatever is out there. You know, it's like that's just what what it what it was. I, again, I I don't think you you read into it that much as a kid, and then you know, and even now where I'm looking at it now, I don't I you know I can see what you're saying. I totally understand what you're saying, but it's not ruining my enjoyment no. of that storyline. You know, yeah. like that. You know, like it just makes sci-fi really cool to me. I yeah. thought sci-fi is actually really cool, and he's just you know cut some wires and it's a cool way to get him involved i don't know that's what that's how i that's how i come come at it from you know yeah yeah. okay next one up we've got is war correspondence this is another not not a good story for me why not the art is bad man this is andy wildman it's some of the worst art he's ever done i am so confused right now like i don't know what to say mate honestly like it's i'm actually quite depressed because it feels like what's the point in doing this this show it's like really sad I thought this this is like one of the coolest stories ever, and again, right. this is this is one of those things where it's fun because Snake Eyes gets his his mask pulled off, and it's like holy <laughs> shit, seen Snake Eyes. They've seen Snake Eyes' face, and it's all and <laughs> deformed. Yeah. But we still haven't because it's mysterious. And why then he, did he burn the the, the negative slide? Because he doesn't want anyone to see it. Why not? Because it's too horrible, too horrific. Right. Well, he's a war <laughs> correspondent then. <laughs> okay. But there's a bit here I don't get it. He. <sighs> Flint's holding the top secret documents, and then a couple of panels later, Ripper's got them. But Rip, they they drive up and take him. Where does that happen? I don't have that panel. I have Flint holding them. Next panel, Snake Eyes is saying, "Let's get after them," and then Snake Eyes jumps onto the Thunder Machine where Ripper's holding it. No, it's it's basically Ripper steals the mission briefing. He steals it off him. What's Flint holding that says top secret then? He's taken the papers. Oh, he's got the that's, jacket. That's the Flint, folder. Flint's holding the, the, yeah. the dust jacket. Yes. Right, okay. All right, it's really, really not clear. <coughs> Snake Eyes shreds the documents in the afterburner jetpack thing on the Thunder Machine. Yeah, they, they give chase in the Awe Striker. He kind of like jumps onto the Thunder Machine. I thought it was really cool. For like Ripper's like, what the f***? Grabs him. Runs to the back of the, you know, goes to the back of the thunder machine as it's driving, burns them all off. Ripper chases him out, grabs him by the, th- the throat. They have this little tussle. They fall off the thunder machine, and then in the the, the fight, he f- kind of flings him over. But but Ripper, um, gra- yeah, grabs his mask, pulls it off, and then like it's like he's looking at Snake Eyes without his mask, and he drives off, and he's just like you know in shock. And then the war correspondent guy sees it, like, and just grabs and just burns it. And but also, he was offered ten grand for this picture of Snake Eyes without his mask. But that's the point. The point is, it's so bad that he doesn't think it should be seen. Like that, it's like the moral thing of like, should I do this or should I get money for it? That's the whole point of the story. Right. Like, so yes, it's weak. not. Yes, it's not believable. But it's like in a film when the same thing happens in a similar situation where it's like. Do I do the moral thing or do I do the thing that gives me lots of money? In reality, you probably would do the thing that gets you lots of money. But what they do in films and stories is they try and make characters like, you know, morals, upstanding and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, that that's the whole point of the story, in my opinion. Yeah. Weakest one for me so far. Four. Wow. Oh, it's an Action Force pop quiz, pop quiz. It's an Action Force pop quiz, pop quiz. Question three. Intelligence profile, codename, Beachhead. File name. B.R. Chad Watts Wayne R. Sneeden. I know him really well. Correct. Primary military specialty. It's obviously infantry. Secondary infantry. military specialty. specialty. He's, a, he's a tiny arms armourer. He is a tiny arms armourer. <laughs> and his birthplace. Uh, New Zealand. Uh, yes. Want to have a stab at the city? Uh, Auckland. Correct. It's the only place I know in Beachhead New Beachhead epitomises the word cool. He never gets angry. What? 
Okay. He does. Right, I yeah. think he does. That's, that's, yeah. He never gets angry, thinking it is a waste of time and energy. This is where like the, the comic character does not really sync with the cartoon character, right. isn't it? I, I've never really seen Psh, much of the cartoon, so... Well, you've um, seen him say sh- pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pathetic. <laughs> pathetic. Issue 11. This is Zanzibar on his little skiff thing. He's kind of strafing who we got there, Outback and Psych Out, Psych out. in the Thunder in Machine. The thunder machine with, a with a kangaroo. The kangaroo. The <laughs> yeah, the cover's not, not ideal, is it? I think it's cool. I think it's fun. Wild Wildfire. This is yep. written by Dan Abner, art by Robin Smith. This one's, I quite like this one. It's a little bit weird in that f- for the whole time, I thought Outback, he, they're basically Outback and Psych Out are in, I don't know where they are. Australia, I guess. In the outback, uh, yeah. Yeah, considering there's a kangaroo on the front and it says Australia welcomes you on the sign. Um, (laughs) They're out there for a psych evaluation of outback and they happen across some dreadnoughts. And I was a bit confused because throughout this, outback's giving psych a hard time and I felt like he was was almost playing him. Yeah, stringing him along. Stringing him along. But then at the end of of the issue, outback's like, oh, please don't tell Hawk. Please don't tell on me kind of thing. And it felt like Outback is a psycho in his proper persona. He says, sure, but one thing, psycho, you might think I'm mad as a box. Mad as a box. But please don't tell Hawk. Please don't give me a bad evaluation. I'm as sane as the next man. And he's all worried. Yeah. And it felt like, oh, he wasn't stringing him along. He just actually is, you know, a bit screw loose. Again, I think you're overthinking that one panel. And it's really just to set up the last panel. That right. That whole comment is just to be like... Oh, you know, I'm saying as the next man. He, he, obviously, he's not. He's all over the f-ing house, and then he shoots at F- Psychout's legs at the end, yeah. and says, "You won't forget, will you?" And it's that's the that's the like the funny thing. It's like, yeah, he's a f-ing nut bar. Right. Like the psych evaluation is like, let's face it, you know, he's going to have to tell <laughs> his, his superiors, but it doesn't matter because he's out back and he's a bloody good soldier and so on and so forth. So it'll be like whatever but the whole point i think is to make him like a nutter you know yeah yeah you get some road pig here which is always nice yeah and i love that one where he smacks him in the face and then keeps smacking him in the face and it's got like the With the lead pipe and the, it changes shape. yeah he's got his like head his head in it it's pretty, i think it's cute yeah. It's quite funny. Six point five for this one. I quite like that one. Yeah, I thought it was fun, I, and I also really loved the dreadnocks in this. Cause what you've is got... he? What is Road Pig driving? <laughs> exactly. Oops, excuse me. The Razorback truck. Absolutely beautiful, isn't it? That's that's, that's something I want to see. Yeah, that'd be a nice custom in toy form. Yeah, got to see that bad boy. Get some Zanzibar on his air skiff. You get the blooming, you know, the Dreadnought cycle. It's cool. Yeah, six point five for that one for me. It's an action force pop quiz. Pop quiz. It's an action force pop quiz. Pop quiz. Question four. Intelligence profile. Code name Zanzibar. File name Zanzibar. File name and birthplace, please. Oh, his file name was like. I'm never going to get it, but it's like a normal name. I Morgan think. Teach. Yes, I, I, I wouldn't have got that. I know he's in the. He's from like a. No, I've lost his bloody. Yeah, okay, carry on. Uh, the Cayman Islands. Yeah, I've completely forgot that. Uh, and then we get a reprint here for Coils of the Serpent, another classic from uh, Action Force Weekly. That was a good one, yeah. That was a good one. Action Force Monthly, issue 12, all new, all purpose, all soldier. Super trooper. So this is some. Some new dude with a big helmet, super trooper, big gun standing on the top of an MBT mauler. Looks like. Yep, it is. Yeah, and he's got a, he's got a bazooka or a rocket launcher. Yes, and this and he's 
He's he's got his shield there as well. His crane this shield. It's called Super Trooper, and it is by Steve Allen and Stuart Johnson. What I've never heard or seen of this guy before. Is this is this a one-off appearance by him, or was he was he a regular in other formats? This is the only story for Super Trooper. Oh, right, I believe. Okay. He uh, in especially in the Action Force run. I don't think he really get anything in GI Joe comics. Really, there's, there's like I think he's ma- he makes a couple of cameo appearances in like some very background kind of stuff but for the most part this was a mail away figure you know special and uh it was a big deal back in the day and so they they action force did a accompanying comic and story for the actual uh training process of the super troopers so is he like captain america is he a genetically altered soldier no no, he's just they just they just have a, a more stringent and difficult training regime. Right, I see. Because there were fifteen went into the program and only two came out. Yes, and those two then have to go through even more. Flint puts them through the ringer. Yeah, and it's it's I I love this. I really really love this story, and um, it's just one of those those ones that again I as a kid I just I loved it because obviously I I sent it off for the figure. And the figure was cool. It was like I had the chrome gear and the chrome helmet and the chrome. He had a, he actually had Dial Tones rifle as well, like a chrome rifle, and this chrome shield, which is wicked. And the whole thing was like, you know, these guys are next level super soldiers. Um, not you know, only in you know our own abilities as human beings, but they they just have to do harder stuff. Yeah. And some of the things they put them through are just ridiculous. Like, you know, they're fighting cobras. And then there's that one bit where they said, we buried De Niro alive for three months in a pothole. Should have been two, but he got to like it. I love that. And then they're pulling him out. And you can see all his ribs where he's he's lost weight and stuff. And I just think that's just hilarious. And as kind of standard top gunny kind of thing, they're going through all their paces and then they get put into a real combat situation yeah. um, at the end. I really like that that one that one training thing they do where the, that train's coming and they've got the chain and they have to they have to jump uh, like across from each yeah. other so that the train breaks the chain and I was like geez that's hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. And like all the G forces they go through and and all that jazz. But yeah, there's one there's one thing that confused me. Right, I thought I'd got the names the right way round, okay. and then I think they make a mistake. It's, I think it's they make Goddard a mistake. Goddard and De Niro, isn't it? Well, it's Goddard and De Niro, but I think the names switch round because I'm pretty sure one of them dies. That... Which one dies? De Niro. Well, this is what we, this is what this is what was no. always really confusing. No, because the gravestone at the end is Goddard. Yeah, exactly. Which is, I think is what is the the issue here. Right. So the guy, it's De Niro saying, it only takes one of us to fly the plane clear. Get out, Glenn. Yeah. Because we both know you couldn't fly Frisbee. Quit kidding around. I said eject, damn it. So I think that, that what they're saying that, there yeah. is that, I th- but I think what they're saying there is that actually it's it's De Niro right. okay, maybe that he is forced. Dude's yeah. yeah, and that's the twist, I, I suppose, at the end. Because then you look down and it's it's Glenn Goddard who's in the, in the grave. Yeah. And he kind of comes in, he has a go at Flint. And <laughs> Flint's like, you know, well... Yeah, you had to. You had to lose. It's hard to lose a friend, De Niro, but there could only be one Super Trooper. Yeah. You'd have been forced to choose sooner or later. Above all else, the Super Trooper must be self-sufficient. While you looked out for each other, neither of you were up to the job. And then it, he is Super Trooper anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't mind this one. I thought the art is not the best, and I yeah. don't like the look of Super Trooper. But you know, yeah, it's it's, it's all right. It's, it's it's possible. And then, like you say. You turn over and there is a mail order thing to get Super Trooper. And I've got a uh, Action Force pop quiz, pop quiz. It's an Action Force pop quiz, pop quiz. Question five. Another intelligence profile. Codename Super Trooper. Yeah. File name. Top secret. Top secret. Even though we know his file name because we just read the story. 
Yeah. Uh, primary military specialty. I'm going to go infantry. Yes. Secondary military specialty. Covert ops. Covert ops. Birthplace. They don't tell you on the on the intelligence. Classified. Profile. Very good. Then we've got snow yeah. chase. Uh, reprint there. Action force monthly thirteen. Couple of rattlers. It's called the Blitz. Couple of rattlers attacking. Looks like St Paul's Cathedral, maybe. Yeah, London. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. And we turn trash this. Turn the page. We got. It's called The Prisoner, this this story. Script, Steve Allen, art by Robin Smith. Opens with a lovely opening splash page of Destro strapped into a chair with a, like a psychedelic 70s. concentric circles of different <laughs> yeah. colours. Very 70s strobe effect. Really, really digging that first panel. Captain Scarlet. That's Isn't probably that, my yeah. favourite panel of all the issues so far. Okay, good. Love it. That's quality. Um, unfortunately, no. Um <laughs> <laughs> Go on, give us the lowdown. Destro is a prisoner of action force. Cobra is waging destruction on London. This is, just to recap, this is from when Flint clocked him over the back of the head yeah. with a shotgun when they were in the snow. Follows on. Right, yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Until they release him, Cobra Commander leads it directly on the HQ, and that allows Destro to escape and rejoin Cobra. Yeah. What I quite like here is um, what the American comic didn't do is they're depicting Cobra Commander in his battle armour but with his hood. <laughs> yeah, that's something you never, you don't always see. Yeah, it's a good... Well, you never... I don't think you ever saw that in the uh, G.I. No. Joe comics, but that's a good look. I like that. Flint and Hawk get into it as well. Yes, yeah, totally. I mean, there's a lot of... Flint is, is in confrontation a lot in these comics. Yeah. Like, he, he's always, you know, quick to to argue or be shouted at in actual fact he's not usually the instigator which is interesting you had lady J yell at him you had hawk yell at him you had goddard dusty comes in and shouts that he wants to quit flint is getting all of the shit since trent was killed and is left and like flint is now the head of european operations and i it, it's typical it just reminds me of any job situation <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. that guy loses his job. The guy that, you know, not reluctantly wants to be in the lead, but like he gets into that position and he's got to clean up all of this mess. And uh, I feel like Flint is always getting yelled at. Um, this is actually the Albert Hall is the destination here um, because sure. there's a concert for the Bubble Bath Brothers. Um, and just as, just as they're about to come on stage, this is when Baroness and Cobra kind of... Um, uh, load of troopers join up other the mamba got the cobra mamba in there got the cobra mamba in there yep very nice very nice uh lifeline i must i must admit i don't uh, I, I like like i know i said i like the art and i do like the art that, that smith does but i don't like the way he draws vehicles i find them really basic the, the way yeah and like blocky like there's no detail to the actual like curvatures of like, like the tomahawk for example was effectively a rectangular box with a curved bit on the front yeah and that was it. There was no like, there's dynamic shape to the tomahawk, but none of that was done with the in that issue. And it's the same with the mamba a little bit. It looks a little bit blocky. Yeah. Um, Sorry. As easy as it was for Flint to knock Destro's mask off with a slap in the snow, <laughs> we now find it's very difficult to actually take it out when Destro's not putting up yeah, a struggle. But, Lifeline. But how gets many zapped. times? How many times have we seen Lifeline without his shades? Not many. Yeah. True. That's a brilliant shot of him isn't it like flipping back with his shades and everything i think that's funny then flint comes in and gives him a good old crack across the, across the face man they love punching helmets and i like how destro's like holding his face like it hurts yeah and there's, well, there's blood coming out his mouth yeah, yeah. Um, brilliant and then later on cobra commander gets back into his hooded or his helmeted battle armor suit mm. as they storm the place with vipers cobra troopers Look how- that's a nice shot actually uh the black yeah. tomb 
for Destro, for Cobra. I don't think he'd shout for Destro, but... No, he probably wouldn't. Um, That, again, is like, I suppose, artistic liberties taken on behalf of a crew that didn't have the same continuity to deal with, I suppose. But yeah, yeah. And then... Bit strange. Hawks initiated a self-destruct sequence. Yeah, on the base. Not, sh- you know, that felt a bit like overkill to me. Also, very much a bad guy thing to do, isn't it? Yeah, he's coming across as a bit of a d- over these issues. I think Hawk. Yeah. Well, the last couple definitely. Yeah. But yeah, big, big kind of shootout between Action Force and the Cobras, and the destruction sequence gets cancelled. And then the last page is a strange one for me. All the Cobras are making their retreat through the subway just walking along uh, <laughs> there's a guy begging with uh, looks like a metal pot and it's actually Destro's face mask why was Destro, Destro begging in the subway? He's, hi- he's in hiding in plain sight, he got away before they did, Right. and now he's like just ahead of the game, and then like that's what Cobra Commander's like, holy <laughs> that face so he's deformed, we now we know well, now he's, he's deformed because he got caught in the explosion in the Action Force base Yeah. which deformed him but I still don't understand why he just didn't leg it, why he's actually begging there. But anyway, I'm not going to do this next intelligence profile because it's codenamed Viper and it's just got one primary military special. Various team. infantry. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, that last one, I'm going to give that one a 6.5, that last one. Okay, cool. 14, Deep Trouble. This cover's okay. It's got Falcon, who's got a well-named uh, underwater suit with his name on, on De- yeah. down his thigh. And there's two legs. Hydro Viper. And it looks like a hy- yeah, Hydro Viper. Mm. This one is called War Between the War Beneath the Waves. Simon Furman on script and Robin Smith on pencils. Yep. Go for it. So Action Force are captured. It's a cutter torpedo mainframe shipwreck brought to an underwater Cobra base. Yep. Falcon, Quick Kick and Wetsuit try to rescue them. Uh, mainframe escapes causes the base to rise to the surface where action force is able to destroy it as everybody escapes yep um interestingly here on the second page i like the look of these eels they don't look like regular eels 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 up inside yeah up inside no yeah the the, the red and the yeah is is that uh is that artistic license here or was there ever a version of the eels like that artistic license all the way yeah i like it i think it's i I think it's to tie them into the hydro viper because the Hydro Viper is a big deal, and you know it's they've again in the a file card. There's all sorts of cool stuff. They you know they get kind of like uh, spliced with DNA and and changed and all sorts. You know they they have um, webbing added to their fingers and toes. Yep. They have um, all sorts of like weird like biological adjustments so they can breathe underwater much and longer and they have and all that kind yeah of stuff. thicker thicker like uh they they they're injected with like n- not blubber but you know like kind of like to make their skin more insulated and stuff like that so that yeah they, they do a lot of crazy stuff the hydro vipers and they got like Demon you said the they got this undersea base is there any direct purpose of this undersea base or is it just a general undersea base you have to find purpose in everything this is a comic book for children it is an undersea base right. man. No, that's, that's fine what that's it fine is. i'm okay with it being a generic <laughs> undersea base i didn't know if there was an ulterior motive for it no that it's just a bad guy villain trope right. isn't it that's fine that's fine yeah um cover commander's down here overseeing operations with his hood with again. his hood. hooded uh hooded battle battle armor. Armor. yeah yeah good <laughs> strong look uh the hydro vipers here has he got flippers or are they his actual feet? Uh, they're flippers. Right. He's he has got webbed toes, but okay. his uh, uh, I believe, but his um, yeah, they are actually actually flippers. Big fan of the fact that Quick Kick is uh, 
under the water chosen shirtless. for this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Interesting that Falcon's wearing a red diving suit with his name on his on both legs. It would appear. Yes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, quick kick standard garb. The, the little twist gimmick here is Cobra Commander. He's got his battle armor suit on, which is obviously gives him extra added strength. And in the end, that is that turns against him because he punches mainframe and he ends up punching the um whatever that thing that he's holding that is key where what is that thing he's holding <laughs> I don't know. oh the I, tax i, I destroyed okay, it the i T-A-C-S. destroyed the tac yeah. yes yeah um which is what mainframe was holding and that kind of worked against him it's okay it's a little bit kind of kooky and again it kind of ends with mainframes there cobra commander's punched this thing that he didn't want to punch and then two panels later mainframe's off and it's the end of the story i don't know why cobra commander just didn't turn around and then punch mainframe and he let you live that's not the cobra commander i know oh he muttered all the usual you'll pays but i guess it wasn't his idea of revenge i have a nasty suspicion he's got something bigger in yeah, mind yeah it did. doesn't it's not a natural conclusion really I mean, is it it's almost know. like a rushed conclusion yeah. there you know it's okay I think I'll probably give it a five and a half. Yeah. Intelligence profile, I'm not going to do this one. It's codenamed Hydro Viper. Well, actually, you can have a go at the primary and secondary. Uh, let me think. Demolitions, uh, usually. Primary is intelligence. Secondary is demolitions slash sabotage. Okay. I've got a tactical arms compendium tag page for the whale. What does the whale stand for? Oh, it's like... Um, oh, I can't remember. No, I do know. It's It's... Oh, what is it? I've complete. I, I looked at it recently because it's in that. It's in one of those issues, and they actually say it in that issue. It's like, it's okay. So it's hovercraft it's for the, the H. H. Yes. It's like hovercraft assault landing, but then yep. the E is weird because it's like. Yeah, it doesn't I make sense. Say experiment, experiment, experimental, experimental. Yeah, yeah. So it's hovercraft assault landing experimental, and it's got to be something like water, waterborne, water hovercraft, waterborne. Okay, waterborne. yeah, it's enough to give you the points. Uh, we've got a reprint here of fast, fast feud from the weekly. That's a great one where they attack the burger station. Yes, yes, That's that is a cracker, absolute killer one. Couple of, there's an advert here on the back for a couple of vehicles that I've never seen before. What are they? The Action Force War Weapon Transport and the Cobra Night Landing. Yeah, they were only available through a mail away, in actual fact. Right, yeah, four pound, uh, five pounds twenty-five. Yeah. Cobra Night Landing is great. It's got um, Firefly yeah. in this little dinghy thing. It's a quality yeah. image. They were they're GI Joe vehicles. Oh, it's are just they? Okay. you know, yeah, they, they they came out in the the regular um, GI Joe line. And that but... other thing, that Action Force Weapon Transport looks awful it looks about <laughs> yeah, it's looks just, about 10 sizes sizes too small for blowtorch who's driving it i mean it's just a it's like you see at an airport yeah yeah so it, yeah it's it, a luggage it's, it's a luggage carrier those little vehicles and stuff they're all that it's kind of more for uh like diorama display stuff so you know to, to help build the base out you know so like you've got you know the checkpoint and you've got the bivouac yeah just and you've got extras. all those kind of things yeah and the weapon transport is just something that you'd have in and around a sky striker and so like it come you know like it's almost like you know if it came with the sky striker i don't think anyone would talk about it but because it's on its own it's like you know it's kind of derided a little bit but um no it yeah it's it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of serves a purpose shall we say all right, moving on to the last issue, issue 15. This is Flint in, what's that vehicle called? Persuader. Persuader, and he's, ye- he's yelling Havoc charge. And, and there's, Yeah, Havoc in the background looks like Roadblock and Hardball. No, Cross Country, obviously. Cross Country, yeah. And then MBT Mauler. Two stories in here. The first one is called Knights in Armour. 
Dan Abnett and Stuart Johnson are the people in charge. Yep, I like this one. Falcon and Backstop lead uh, an assault on Cobra, like a Cobra oil thing. Yeah, like it's in the Arabian oil. Gulf. Yeah. Uh, there's also a team that sneaks t- through the pipeline to deactivate charges that are yeah. set up. And yeah, and that's, it's basically like a, a, a two team kind of yeah. thing. That to, splash uh, page on pages two and three is great. Yeah, it's great. Really yeah, beautiful. Good really dynamic yeah. i love the art in this i think it's great i love how the you know you've got those maggots and gun emplacement sections just like but like dug in and, and firing yep. kind of like trying to you know it's, it's all very military um you know esque this one and like you got the pipeline and you've got I, I love that that shot of fast draw mainframe hit and run crazy legs and tunnel rat because the tunnel. The, these are characters you don't normally see that often together or even like you know this is the only appearance of fast draw in the action force comics and yeah, right. i want to say he wasn't in the gi joe comic very often either no, he was wasn't. he he wasn't he did a little bit on the cobra island stuff and then another one with chuckles in that todd mcfarlane guest one but apart from that yeah literally, you're right literally hardly in any issue so the fact that he got like some some shine in this should we say because there's that one scene where he takes out two pieces of a, of a maggot that have like you know two two maggot kind of front uh vehicles have come up to him and they're like you know we're gonna get you or whatever and he, he just shoots them both with yeah. his uh missile launch i love that nice panel yeah like it's after it's really just dynamic gone, after they've just gone through the tunnel there's a the bottom left there's a uh, a rattler that's kind of doing a flyover um over the burning oil drums that's a really nice panel and yeah. then the next one of rattlers engaging with maulers and then Havoc yeah. and the Persuader, or two Havocs. Get Techno Vipers in this as yeah. well. This is this is, this is is really nicely drawn, actually, this one. Um, yeah, beautiful. I, Packed I, with loads of characters and vehicles and stuff. Really fun. Um, like I said, the, the maggot kind of pieces turn up and, you know, Fast Draw takes them out. And I love that detail of he's, he puts his visor down and then you see what he's seeing through the visor, which is yeah. brilliant. You know, that's, that's a nice touch. Yeah, and then the... the, the Cobra stand defeated at the end. Yeah, I enjoyed this one actually. I think this was pretty good. Yeah, this was one of my favourites, and and again mainly because uh, Fast Draw is so prominent in it. And uh, yeah, and I love that shot of all of the helicopters and stuff coming in at the end. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's really neat too. Yeah, yeah, it was a good one. It was good, 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 good to kind of end on one of the better stories. I think There's a, there is a tag page here for the Persuader. Now let's have a look. See if I can get some questions out of this for you. What is his top speed? I'm gonna say. 50 miles an hour. Its top speed is 50 miles an hour. Now that was a boom that ding. Ridiculous. Um, it's now then this is the uh, ammunition it can carry. It includes <laughs> no. Well no, I'll give you I'll give you some I'll give you some uh, HE high explosive. High explosive, yes. Uh, ABF, the first AB uh, is hyphenated. Oh, ABF. Not no. It's going to be no. Airburst fragmentation. <laughs> I never would have got that, mate. RAP. This is actually initials it's given me. Oh, okay. Rocket. Yep. yep. Hyphenated. Rocket. Something projectile. Yes. yes. Rocket to help someone. Aimed. No. Aimed. To help. Assisted. Yes. Rocket assisted. And oh, the last one. Here we go. APFSDS. Well, AP. I'm going to go with armor piercing. Yep. Uh, what's the rest of the letters? Uh, FS. F-S-D-S. Yep. No, not a clue. Fin stabilised discarding <laughs> Sabot. Yeah, of course yeah. I'd get that. Yeah. Sabo, right? Sabo, it's yeah. called, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, uh, that is the Persuader, everyone. Bloody hell, that was hard. 
Here's the last Action Force pop quiz, pop quiz. It's an Action Force pop quiz, pop quiz question. I don't know. I think it's six. File name, Hit and Run. Oh, Hit and Run's one of my favourite ever f***ing characters. I absolutely adore him. He is... Okay, so this is interesting, because he was Brent Scott in the US yep. before... I Don't let me finish. And in the UK, they changed it to Brian Scott, Correct. because it was more British. Correct. Like, I love that, because he, he's, he's got Tiger Force uh, figure as well, and the European Tiger Force is on top of that. So we've got two Brian Scott figures, basically. It's brilliant. Wicked. Uh, primary and secondary? Well, he's infantry, yep. and he's mountaineering. Correct. And birthplace, when I guess... Basil and Essex. Oh. I need to guess. I know it. I've, like I literally do a panel on that Tiger Force thing, and I've had to say hit and runs like information so often. You know, it's it's crazy. Um, good stuff. Uh, right, last story to cover is called the Mission. Ian Rimmer and John McCrea is back, and this is a Snake Eyes infiltration mission. Laser spray down on loads of Cobras on an island. It's it, and what's his actual mission? I'm trying to think. Sorry to drop you in it like this, Snake Eyes. I should be sending a full commando unit, but our resources are overstretched. You're heading to an uninhabited island off Sweden. To destroy a Cobra laser. We need hard photographic evidence of a covert Cobra laser research station. There you go. Well, not to destroy it. He just wants photographic evidence. But in the well, end, he destroys it, That's not what it, happens. <laughs> yeah, he f- Fs it yeah. right up. So well done, Snake Eyes. You f- that mission up, but I love it, man. I lo- this was this was one of the I, I love this particular style of um, story because it, it's all the infiltration stuff and it's all like stealth and it's cool things like Halo jumps and you know just just really cool stuff and you get to see like the Cobra Battle Bunker in use, like yeah. and you know you get to see like I don't know, just it's just brilliant. It's it's just beautifully drawn. It's really kind of like slick. There's Very loads dynamic. of cool shots. Yeah, I just I think it's beautiful, and the fight scenes are, f- are really cool and amazing. And then he goes and like literally just nudges that rattler off the edge and trashes it into the um, you know just blows it up. It's just it's great. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, that was a good one. Good one to, to good one to close off. Close off. The Although run. there was one thing that always used to stick with me as a kid was the fact that when in that last panel when they as flint goes to get him and he's in he's kind of comes out of the water because he's in all black you can't see him like you, you can only see his yeah, visor that's, that's and i used, used to kind of like have to try and work out like where is is his arm in there somewhere i can't see it like it was like that one of those things as a kid i was like trying to work out where he was it's like a you know um when you see one of those like football things like spot the ball it was like spot the snake eyes yeah. body <laughs> Yeah, so that, that rounds it out. Where did Action Force go from here? Was was it then that it started appearing as a backup in Transformers? It already or started, had it already I think. Do, was it already doing that? I think it was doing that after uh, Weekly. I right. think it had started doing that after Weekly, or probably even during Weekly. Um, it was getting that. Because they, they would, you know, throw in reprints in all sorts of different... Um, sister comics but we didn't get any this was the end of the original action force material there was no new action force stuff after this or there was you still got annuals and the annuals would have the occasional uh, original story in there uh high finance is an original story where jinx goes in to infiltrate mars mars i think it is and uh the whole point of that is that she's an admin so she gets the information because she's in the administration it's like a cute little uh thing like that but yeah it's really cool she just you know shows all of her skills so it's not it's not the end of original stories because we still have 
we still have those kind of things. I'm trying to think if there was any others. There was a G.I. Joe The Action Force annual in 91, and that had an original story in it as well. I think it was like a Sky Striker X-30 Conquest Rattler kind of story. Right. And that was pretty damn cool as well. In actual fact, like, you know, we're going to... What might be quite fun is to do the Action Force annuals as an episode as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. Maybe it's another combo, another talking force job. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. I think my overriding feeling now having discussed all these is maybe i'm not as down on them as i was before we started recording you can be as down as you want on them that is your choice like obviously my but but, but, but the overriding thing is i wish i liked them more it's not like oh i give this a five out of ten and i don't care about it i i my overriding feeling is i really wanted to enjoy them more than i did so that's more it's more disappointment than yeah than begrudgingness of, of i feel it too i feel a disappointment that you don't like them like i like them and that's you know that's that's sad but again it's how the world operates isn't it it's not you know we don't like all the same stuff yeah. i mean there were there were times i mean we were we were gen- generally quite close when it came to the gi joe stuff in terms of scores and stuff but yeah. it was always like you know, there was we we very rarely hit on the same, like you know, and it, but it was it was also really rare that we'd have like strong feelings against an issue, and you'd have strong feelings for or vice versa. So it's interesting that we have such a complete yes. separation yeah. here. But then also, you love the Transformers crossover, yeah, and that's something that I didn't give a shit about. Yeah, I did. Yeah. So there's you know, it happens, and it's you know, I, you have to accept it, I suppose. Yeah. Well, it's been, I can't believe it's been two hours. It's absolutely flown by. Good times had by all, uh, I think. I hope everyone enjoyed listening to that. This will likely be the last you'll hear last thing from we ever me. Chris is all angry. The last he you'll hear to... from me before the end of the year. <laughs> Obviously, there's still full force content going out, so make sure you tune into that. But in terms of Talking Joe, uh, we'll be back in the new year. And in terms of what we'll be moving on to next we'll be sure to let everyone know via the usual social media streams so that everyone can keep up to date keep in touch with us in usual places i guess talking underscore joe on twitter talking joe comics on the instagram talking joe comics at gmail.com and talking joe a gi joe podcast obviously full force where how can they get hold of you sir you can get hold of us on podbean itunes stitcher facebook twitter youtube and patreon the full force podcast or full force to search for us you will be able to find us easy peasy yeah any other any other business we need to take care of i think that's it i think we're i think we've come to the end of this talking force yeah talking force 2.0 i guess the only thing left to say is have a merry christmas tomorrow um, eat your, your roast turkey your, your roast beef whatever what are you having for Christmas it's going to be vegan isn't it yeah. or it's going to be dairy free so it's I don't know it's going to be an amazing meal I suppose my mum always kind of goes above and beyond excellent I will probably be having a vegan Christmas as well I think so. it's beginning to look a lot like vegans yeah, it is it is scary <laughs> I tried that I made a lasagna um, with oh I had that last uh, tonight actually vegan lasagna very nice with um, the via life cheese and okay. the kid who likes lasagna and loves cheese uh, did not like this one so oh, that's a shame four year old is going to be a massive struggle in terms of veganism so well it doesn't matter they can do what they want can they yeah well it's <laughs> difficult isn't it what if we decide we'd rather not give her animal products but she doesn't eat vegan food what you do do you do you then have to relent and go back to giving them meat or do they just not eat 
Well, I suppose they. It's one of those things where if, you know you're under. If you're being given things, like if you're like being given food and shelter and accommodation, yeah. Then I suppose you you go by what the rules are of the house. But at the same time, you kind of want to give everyone a freedom of choice. And if she wants, you know, if she wants to choose to eat a certain way you know maybe don't just like restrict you from it in, entirely but just say you can have it but just not we don't make it you know there's, there's got to be a respectful it's difficult when she's four though she street. can't make her own food so. well that, she'll just have to eat what she's given then yeah or go hungry yeah, yeah. That, that doesn't last very long by the way no <laughs> right have a happy Christmas and a merry new year no this is not, it's not even how you say it have a merry Christmas and a happy new year I think I'm drunk on elderflower cordial <laughs> merry Christmas guys bye Catch you down the road, etc. <laughs>